You're listening to the Inspire Excellence Podcast, recorded at the BVA headquarters with your hosts, Troy McLean and Tommy Alquist. Each episode is focused on shedding new light on different perspectives to create dialogue that inspires excellence. Hey, everybody. This is Troy McLean and Tommy Alquist with another amazing episode on Idaho. <laughs> so wait, we're not gonna we're not gonna race this. I really thought I've been telling you, 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 you so good. I, I've been telling you, I've been giving you props every that you finally have the name of the podcast done. We've done what? We've it's, done twenty of them because I don't okay. haven't been fed yet. It's, I haven't had a ghost of me. I know it's, <laughs> it's inspire excellence. Excellent. Okay. You should start doing this. Do, do get, it again. Do I get again. so much trouble, so I'm just getting rid of this water bottle for you. <laughs> hey, hold on. We're not going to cut I, it. I know. First part I know out. you're not going to cut it. You never did last time. I know. Hey, everybody. This is Troy McLean and Tommy Alquist with another amazing episode of Inspire Excellence. Today, we have Denny Wagstaff, the owner uh, of Costa Vida, right? Yes, that's right. Yes. All right. Well, you got to see that Tommy already makes fun of me a lot. So, that's and I'm good. learning our I'm learning our podcast name. Danny, we can't wait to get caught up with you. Uh, um, you're 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 doing so much here in the valley. Yes. And just can't wait to hear a little bit about your story and and. Uh, and learn what's going on with you. So tell us a little bit about you to get started. Well, I've, uh, I'm a restaurant guy and I truly, I've been a restaurant guy since, uh, since I was 12 years old. My dad owned a restaurant in Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, Morrison Meat Pie that started in 1887 wow. on the streets of Salt Lake. Um, my grandfather was friends with this guy named Morrison and they partnered up. And uh, then my dad married into the family and he went from a gas station guy to a restaurant guy and yeah. owned it for, for 40 years. And I started when I was 12 years old, making meat, Morrison meat pies wow. for the family business. So, um, went to college thinking, I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be a restaurant guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and after a college at the university of Utah, my, uh, um, I'm working in this business and, and this career consulting business. Mm-hmm. And I went into work one day and they said, Oh, uh, give us the keys to your car. Cause, uh, our, our business is closing. Huh. You're, 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 you know, you're terminated along with what? everybody else. <clears throat> and so I went home and I'm like, I didn't know what to do. My, <laughs> As we all have done. Like, uh, my neighbor comes across the street and like, what are you doing the home and you know, middle of the week. Yeah. And I said, well, got fired today <laughs> <laughs> and he said well have you ever st- thought about managing a kentucky fried chicken i'm like no i didn't ever think about that and he said well, last year and this is like 1979 he said last year i made sixty thousand bucks and i'm like in 79 in 79 <clears throat> i'm like as a manager of a kfc he said yeah i i did I said, well, get me the interview. Yeah. <laughs> he said, well, why don't you come and work with me before you get the interview? Just come and work with me one night and right. see what you think. And I went over there and worked. And it's like the most fun I've had since I worked in my dad's restaurant. I forgot how fun it was yeah. to be in a, restu- a restaurant guy. And so we went to, uh, I went over there, had a blast. And then I had got the interview. Yeah. And I thought I was being interviewed to be a manager. And this was with uh, Pete Harmon, the Harmon management from Salt Lake City, Utah. They had like 180 KFCs at the time in California and what? Colorado. And, <clears throat> and uh, I got a call one night that says, hey, uh, we, we 
heard your interview is pretty dang terrific. So we we want to we want you to meet with Pete Harmon. And I Pete Harmon flew into Salt Lake from California and met with me and and uh, said we've been looking for a personnel guy. We hear you got the experience there and restaurant. You know, grow up there. Sure, sure. So if you'll just run a restaurant for a, <clears throat> two or three months, we want you to come to our be our personnel director. And so I ended up. I ended up uh, working. In, and was in that California. back in Idaho or is that in California? California. Okay. Sorry to say, but yeah, that's oh, fine. That's right. So anyway, 25 years in, or after Harmon's for about 17 years, I'd worked in human resources in their training department. Um, been in operations. I spent 15 years in, or I don't know, 15, I probably 10 years in yeah. operations. And, uh, a couple of KFC restaurants came up for sale in the Central Valley, and uh, I worked a deal with the guy and and bought my first two restaurants. So. Come on, how? Well, what year was that? <clears throat> that was nineteen ninety six. Okay, and uh, and then we went. Uh, we grew from two to eighty KFC <laughs> restaurants in the course <laughs> of uh, seventeen years. Hey, we know what that means. Oh, that's a big deal. It yeah. was, yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's of a lot of work. That's a lot of restaurants. A lot of work. A lot of people. But you can almost grow yourself out of business growing that fast, can't you? I mean, you well, just explosion. It, at that time, KFC corporate was selling off restaurants, so they would, they would say, uh, "Hey, we got a market of twenty five stores in Minnesota. Do you want to bid on them? Look at the package. Look at the personnel we had. Did you have to be a qualified owner of?" Is that who got first dibs at it? Yeah. Oh. Okay. So we we kept making offers and kept, you know, I remember the first time we bid on 10 stores. It was like when they called us and said, you guys got the got the go ahead. We owned three at the three at the time, I think. Oh my gosh. And they were like, I'm like, yay, we got 10 stores. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> what are we gonna do now? <laughs> so it was that was crazy, but we grew like crazy and uh and but truly, my life was so hectic and so yeah. busy, and I, I we had in six states, and I was all over the country. And mm. every Monday, I'd get on the plane to fly somewhere, and uh, we were then we were living in. Um, well, we'd moved to Idaho about mm -hmm. I don't know two thousand, but every day I get on the plane, and or every Monday I get on the plane to fly somewhere, and I think. I don't want to, I don't want to go. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to go. And then I think this is the life you chose. <laughs> so, you know, come yeah. on, pull up your big boy pants and go to work. And Denny, I've watched this with Tommy uh, going through some of his experiences. And I think that as entrepreneurs, we, we sometimes become prisoners of our own desires and success because we get what we want because we're driven. <laughs> and I've watched what we ask for. Right. Yeah, you get what you ask yeah. for. Yeah. But then I, then you got to be cautious on what you ask for, because especially with you two, yeah. you're both so good at getting what you ask for that you got to be careful on what you ask well, for. Well, you know, it's the same thing with you. And, you know, I'm going through this right now. I, I had a, um, and in fact, Ryan Cleverly, my mm -hmm. right hand guy. So a couple of weeks ago, I had this really good idea. It's a great idea. And I walked into him and I said, Hey, listen, I've already had these three meetings. I got a great idea. I got a new division of BVA that I'm ready to start. Here's what I've done. And, and he just sat there. And after a while, I thought, man, this is not going anywhere with this guy. And it's kind of that be, be careful what you ask for. He, yeah. he sat back and looked at me and said, hey, I have no doubt this is going to be successful. Do you really want to go do this? 
Yeah. And I said, what do you mean? Of course I want to go do this. It makes all the sense. And really says, no, do you really want to go do this? Because, you know, we're already really busy. We've got so much going on. And, have. and at the end of it, we're doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <He> was, <laughs> and so, <laughs> but, but, but at some point he's going to look at me and say, you said stop it. complaining. Mm-hmm. You asked for it. That's kind of like growing to 80 restaurants, right? Right. At some point you're on that plane saying, I asked for this, right? Yeah. And what can you do? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I thought there's no way to unwind this. Yeah. And, and yet there ended up being a way to unwind it. And we, we ended up buying into the Costa Vida right here on Eagle Road. Yeah. We met with Costa Vida, mm-hmm. love the concept, um, love the food, love all the fresh things. And, yeah. and truly I, I had this love affair with KFC, but over the years it went from home, you know, homemade, fresh made biscuits yeah. to frozen biscuits. Coleslaw that's chopped to coleslaw that's, you know, brought in a package mm-hmm. and package you know, a lot of their stuff. And it's just like, oh my gosh, you know, what's happened to our brand? Yeah. And, and I still like the stuff, but darn it. I, but Costa was everything fresh, everything made up from scratch. Um, real restaurant stuff, mm-hmm. right? really good food. So let's get into that. So we bought that restaurant on Eagle Road. <laughs> and I was like, if, if we can start growing this brand, I just want to, I just want to live here in Boise. Yeah. I just want to work here in Boise. I don't want to travel. Before we, could I ask so. you, cause I, I was going to kind of interrupt you, but what brought you to Idaho? I always like asking oh, people yeah. that people that I, people that I love that are here and just love this place. What brought you here originally? So we own the KFC here market mm-hmm. here and being from Utah, it felt my more like home as I yeah. travel mm-hmm. here to, uh, to be here. And, uh, we, my, my d- two daughters moved here with their husbands to run some KFC, part of the KFC business here. Yeah. Okay. And that was fine until they both got pregnant. <laughs> so it's grandbabies. Grandbabies. <laughs> grandbabies. I'm feeling that pain right now. My daughter just had a grandbaby and she's in Arizona. Yes. Yeah. My wife, I said, my wife, and like, we can live, you know, have restaurants, all these different states. We can live anywhere. Where do you want to live? She said, let's move to Idaho. Yeah. So we moved here. We had two boys in one and two in junior high or one in junior high, one just starting high school. Seemed like a good time to make the move. We moved here for like three months. I said, boys, what do you think? You know, we, we made the move. What do you think? Well, dad, two things. One, the girls are so cute. here. <laughs> <laughs> and then good point. two, it's cool to be good here. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, huh. we were, my, my wife and I are like, yeah, high five and that's perfect. awesome. That's I think awesome. it's a valuable thing to point out in business. And I hear Denny talk, and again, Tommy, just knowing your story and stuff, it's not just the first we chase the almighty dollar, uh, you know, when we're younger. Me too. And so I, I did, I did two hundred fifty-one thousand air miles one year. I was averaging one hundred and fifty, and it was everything I'd asked for. But then I, I was like, I, I didn't know what not to ask for. Yeah, right. And it became balance. It became faith, family, finances, it, it, but also partnership and partnership in. I got to have a trusted partnership and a relationship, not just with my beautiful bride of 18 years, but with the business partners around me. And I wanted to have HQB Idaho. Yeah. And so I, I think these are the things that we probably have all had. A, you've made, you've made HQ Idaho. Like this is it. Oh yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of us that once, once you're here, you know, the combination <clears throat> of the beauty and the culture and the location and the outdoors, it's just, it's just a great place to be. Sorry, it I interrupted is. you. No, so keep, no, keep going. Sure. So you own the one on, on Eagle Road. 
And then we just started growing that brand and started selling off the KFCs. And we ended up wow. out of KFC completely and then started growing Costa Vida. Costa Vida. We went from the one store to five. But, mm-hmm. And and we're just we're not really going outside of the Treasure Valley. We have one in Twin, but but I, I've even thought, you know what? I don't like that drive that much. So <laughs> I think I just like being here. So <laughs> I told you before we started the podcast, but I, I happen to live by your store on Chinden next in Chinden and Linder. I live down in Banbury, and we go there at, at least. I mean, I'm not. This is Scouts Honor at least five times a week. In that fact, is. last week, my two kids. Anytime it's the go to, it's like, what are we eating tonight? Let's go to Costa Vida. Yeah. So I wait in that dang line, Danny. It's your, your drive up line is like, but I'll tell you what, you got to go tell the people that work there, they're fast because it's always 12 cars. <laughs> always. It but it goes fast and it's efficient and the most pleasant people every, every time it orders correct. So you must do a great job on training. We go in too, but man, we use that drive up. How important is drive up to all your locations? Well, that drive up is the first one we've ever really done. And it was probably wow. the fourth in Costa Vida you know, of all the restaurants. There's only about a hundred Costa Vitas, but that was like okay. the fourth drive through at that time when you put it in. And now it's like, we don't build one unless we can. Unless you have a drive. Oh, I'm sure. Is this what, like, what's, per, what's the percentage of your business at that store drive up versus walk in? It's about 35 to 40%. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was going to say so it's big. Well, that's because the market is getting so consumable. We want this microwavable world. We want to be able to get fresh food. We want everything right. And we want it in, well, in mean, a drive that, That's the truth. So, <laughs> so, I mean, I'm always on a diet. But, but if you're going to go get food that's fast and you're in a mm-hmm. busy lifestyle, I mean, I can go have a salad yep. at Costa yeah. Vida and have a healthy, fresh food with some guacamole on it. And, and then all the kids can eat all the stuff I really want to eat. Right. <laughs> you ordered pork quesadilla. <laughs> it's no longer part of my diet. But, I'll order but, it. but that's uh anyway, that's great. Uh yeah. let, let's let's ask you a few other questions. I know a lot of people listening uh see your operation and have frequented your your establishments. How do you tell us about your corporate culture? Because I have mm. noticed this. I'm not just saying this. It's always polite, attentive. Mm-hmm. Your workers in, in a market that it's hard to keep those kind of workers. What what's the secret? What do you do and how, how have you come to, to your, your, your management style? Our, our, our management style um, is, is grown over the, over the years, but truly our, our mantra in each, each restaurant is um, my goal, talking as an employee, mm-hmm. each employee, my goal is to make sure that each and every guest has an amazing experience. Mm. That's, that's what we teach that's what we preach whatever they're doing in the restaurant whatever their job is that's their job right and if they're if they have that mindset then whatever the the guests ask for whatever they think oh how can i make this an amazing experience for the guests that's what we want them to do and it gives them kind of some freedom to to make that happen and so we try to hire very talented and happy people that love love people mm-hmm. yeah and then and then let them turn that charm loose and and make a difference to the experience customers. is a big thing now it, it's something that has probably been very ingrained in dare i say us old school guys like i was raised yes ma'am no ma'am please and thank you i was raised the client's always right all these like cliche things and then there was a shift that went towards eff- efficiency and speed and we're seeing the reemergence of experience customer and client experience. In fact, so much so that there's a new, like you have a chief experience officer in these large companies. I'm like, that's culture. I don't yeah. even, that, that just comes from the founders. 
Look at the founders. The founders lead with a smile. They lead with love. And, and, you, and you walk out with grace. I think that's pretty important. Even in the experience of saying, no, we don't have that. There is an experience that can be positive yeah. if you don't have something. And so I, I think that just comes from it just what was what 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 was old is now new again is kind of the way I say it. People are looking for experience that, yeah. they, you know, they're out for the evening. You can get there's a lot of places to get tasty food. Yeah. But where is it fun to go? Yeah. That feels good that you're smiled at. Mm-hmm. And and as an owner, I'm in there a lot and teaching it and watching it, coaching it. Um, and it's, it's fun for me. I did. What's, what's your, give it, give some more advice to someone listening. <clears throat> so part of a culture, whether it's in a, our business and development or restaurant, it's, it's building the culture. It's taking what's in your heart and your mind and getting that to your employees and having them believe in your vision and Hey, this is the way we do it. But then the next part of it is maintaining it. Mm. I can only imagine in the restaurant business where it's just a constant, I mean, you, I look how busy your stories that I go to all the time. Well, I should tell you, downtown, our office used to be downtown. <laughs> yeah. Is Hector still there? Hector is not there. Oh, no. We used to go over there. I mean, we that's where we went for yeah, lunch. Like sure. Tom Sr. would go like yeah. two times a week. But but uh, how do you maintain culture? Uh, is that Great harder question. for you? Because it, it's not it's not just this one-time buildup, hey, this mm-hmm. is what we do. You have to have this constant, steady yeah. pressure and and uh, positive reinforcement, right? Exactly. and. Really, one of our seven systems that we follow in our business is weekly meeting. Mm-hmm. I have a weekly meeting with each management team, and and we talk about we talk about culture. I'm always mm-hmm. got quotes and advice, and mm-hmm. and they report and set goals and and talk about customer experiences that happened last week or or uh, good things and things that we can learn from and how we can get better, and and so we're always touching base with that um, in a meeting setting. In my early days, I used, as a district manager, I used to run around and chase the manager around the restaurant while they're trying to, while I'm trying yeah. to talk to him and teach him. And, and until I set, started setting up a weekly meeting that I have an hour with them yeah. that hmm. they have to report and talk to me about what they're doing. And I have a chance to coach him, coach him um, in a setting where they're like, okay, I, I can do that. And then, we follow up the next week. How, to, how did that go? And what are you working on? And it, it just makes a huge difference on maintaining a good direction and keeping people like on the bus going the right direction. It's true north. And it's it, inspect what you expect. Uh, weekly meetings, which we started to yeah. adopt early on as well. Uh, it has been fantastic. The methodology that we use is called EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System. And it just talks about the weekly meetings to just inspect what you expect. And I, I firmly believe in that because I've watched as you know, you slowly start doing this with the management team and you go further and further. Now you still know that they know what you want, but they're kind of going a different direction. Yeah. Right. I agree with that. It's just getting them back. It's just tapping the glass, really. Just get them on, on, on track. Exactly. And I I really, Tommy, I like that constant pressure Mm -hmm. because you're just, it's just a, a, gentle hand in the middle of the bag, keeping them moving yeah. the right yeah. direction. Right. And, and we are, we're all going forward together. Then let me ask you another, off, another completely different topic, but you know, as developers, we're not in the restaurant business, but we, we <clears throat> lease space to restaurants. That's just kind of what we do. 
and you'll hear different um, different versions of the same thing from lots of people that are restaurateurs, which are you've got to you've got to have menu changes, you've got to have something new, you got to have something that's kind of there. I think of Costa Vida though, and we've been going Eagle Road has been there probably ten years. Yeah, twelve I think twelve. But we've been going there since it opened. It's kind of the same, really. The same. Well, we get the same things all the time. I know a little bit, but talk to us. You KFC for years now, Costa Vida. Are there menu changes or what do you think of from a business perspective as far mm-hmm. as uh, things to keep it current and fresh with, you know, trends and changes that happen all the time and what people want? Um, an interesting question because a lot of companies or restaurants seem to change on the daily special or yeah. the mm-hmm. limited time offer and, and, and product news like that can be important. Um, we had one, we have one limited time offer a year and it's just our chili verde mm-hmm. and it's in, in the winter and it's out in the summer <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that, and that's it. But, um, I think, ha- um, one of the reasons I changed, uh, made a big change is the future seems to be fresh. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, food that you can rely on that you can make your choices so i was going to say maybe it's fresh and consistent because if if i if someone said hey quickly why does your family eat at costa vida five times a week fresh consistent right right well and i and we know it's fresh in in service and it's efficient and it's just that's just what it is and it's the experience that you can't quantify either like there's the intangibles you've talked to me about it a lot like troy we're just going to costa vida again troy what is it well aside from explaining freshness (laughs) It's really the experience yeah, yeah. that I'm hearing you talk about as well, that maybe that intangible that brings yeah. one person to your restaurant versus to another. That's true. But we do have so many tasty options, but it's crazy how many people will say, you know what? I started at Costa Vida and I, I got the sweet pork burrito. That's all I ever get. Yeah. And we're like, we that's, have so that, many tasty that's, choices. That's our family. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to ask you in the – so. The Costa Vida heritage, right? You've got Cafe Rio. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I don't know the story well, but the way I understand it, there was some split off into kind of Cafe Rio, Costa Vida. What I'm most interested to ask you is for a long time, it was Costa Vida. Cafe Rio came in and put one by the mall that I don't think has done all that well. And now they've opened an Eagle. Mm. How now it's been several years mm-hmm. since it all kind of happened. It seems like there's still kind of the dominance in the market here of Costa Vida. What's your take on the, on the current uh, landscape landscape? Yeah. Well, Costa Vida and, and uh, cafe Rio, they, they have taken different paths Mm -hmm. and they, they were, they were partners in the beginning. There was a falling out and um, Kenny Prestwich, who's our founder is like the foodie guy of all foodie guys. He was, I'm responsible for so many of the recipes at yeah. Cafe Rio and Costa Vida. Okay. Uh-huh. And he's, he's, uh, he's just a fantastic foodie. Yeah. So a lot, many of our recipes and our unique flavors and so on are things that Kenny came up with. Yeah. And so, um, and the service system and so on, a lot of that's the Cafe Rio, they work together truly and then split. And it's interesting. The first two a market might hold the market for a while. Yeah. We personally think our restaurant, well, they went kind of the franchise route. Costa Vida went the franchise mm-hmm. route where um, we have a lot of different franchisees and, and they try to find great restaurateurs that 
love restaurants and Cafe Rio went with uh, hedge fund investors yeah. that own, they own all their, rest, their restaurants. Okay. And so they're, all their people are employees. And so we think we really have an edge in this market because of our family sure. business. It's a family business. We are in it a hundred percent. I see competition I like as good. I, you know, it, it, keeps one, it, sharp. it keeps you sharp and it forces you to always, you know, have that gentle push. You have, you have competition in your market, yeah. Tommy, and you have people that are pushing up on you, the young bucks in the world or whoever it is. But what you have is you've always represented a positive culture, a positive experience, and you're always pushing your team. My guess is, Denny, you're probably always doing the same thing. Like, guys, we don't get to rest on our laurels. Uh, we got to just keep pushing forward. It's easier to maintain than it is to get back. So just maintain the consistency. Anybody yeah. stop working out for a month and try to go back? Oh, it's uh, uh, that's painful. It's, uh, <laughs> about every other month. <laughs> so, and the only factor you got to add to that: the older you get, the harder it gets. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I got. I'm going to throw a couple things out here. So when I when I was growing up, I grew up in Magna, Utah, and my dad was there. Okay. Yeah. And my grandpa, Alquist, who passed yeah. away a few years ago was in the army with Pete Harmon. Is that right? And it, wow. think about a mistake this, well, he ended up being a, he worked at Kennecott, his career in uh -huh. the copper mine, but he had asked him, Pete asked Come my on. grandpa to, to get in the chicken business with him. And that was always one of his biggest oh, regrets. Man. Like my dad just texted me. And then his, my, his next door neighbor, did you know Byron Hayworth? Yes. Yeah. So that was his next door neighbor who always talked about the chicken business and how good it had been to him. That was, so I knew him very well anyway. I just text my dad to say, Hey, I got a guy in here who might know these guys. So. Oh, I know those guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good old, good old guys. Right. Oh my goodness. And Pete Harmon was, he is, he, I idolize that guy because he, the reason that guy could make 60,000 a year as a manager of the Taylorsville Kentucky fried chicken is he figured out a way to help the guy invest and become a third partner. Mm in that restaurant come on so he the my next door neighbor owned stock in the store that he was in and and he got he treated it that way and he treated, treated that it way. that way yeah yeah and and truly i i i will like i tell people like i'm not the smartest guy on the block i just took what pete Harmon developed and did everything i could to follow that model yeah yeah because he, <clears throat> the guy's brilliant you got to be, uh, success is simple. It's not easy. Meaning there, here's the tracks. Now it could be six foot of snow. It can be this, that, or thing, but it's simple. It's not easy. And you got to be dumb enough to get rich is what I tell people. Just, <laughs> just follow that successful guy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, t tell me a little bit about a family business. I know your kids are in it with you and how, how is that? Tell us the positives and some of the challenges you might have with, with a, now a second generational business. Mm, great question. So I, I have, uh, I have six kids. And uh, one has left this earth and uh, he's, okay. hmm. um, we miss him, but uh, he's in a good place. And then uh, I have uh, three daughters and three sons. And so I have a son-in-law that works with me as in Costa Vida and mm -hmm. uh, well, actually two son-in-laws that are investors in Costa Vida and work in the business. Um, one is a, uh, Another son-in-law is like a developer slash builder contractor. He's built KFCs for me. He's built Costa yeah. Vitas. He's developed um, 
subdivisions. He's developed like little centers for us. And, and so he's important to our business and uh, a big part. Um, Tim on Eagle Road is one of my son-in-laws that, that uh, is an investor and, and uh, manages a restaurant for mm -hmm. us. And then my two boys, the two youngest sons, um, one went to Utah State and got a degree in accounting and business, and he is our CFO and oh wow, and handles all the money and keeps track of uh, all that stuff and, yeah. and loves it. And uh, and the other son is uh, our marketing guy. He went hmm. to uh, Brigham Young, um, Idaho, got a marketing degree, yeah, and is our marketing guy. And uh, so he he develops. Uh, growth patterns for the restaurant and and he's a real restaurant guy he loves being in the restaurants mm. and and uh and so both those boys started when well all of my my daughters and my sons all started working in the restaurants when they were 14 years old as soon as we could legally get them in there because awesome. i wanted to That's learn great. how to work challenges <laughs> with that though well yeah there's yeah. you know <clears throat> Every deal we do, they all think they should be a big part of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. And uh, and I I want them to earn the right to be successful. Sure. You know, and uh, critical concept, right? Right. Yeah. It, it, it cannot be given to you. They got to yeah. earn the right. And and uh, and yet I can trust them like crazy. Yeah. And it, it's a pleasure to be in the business because we travel together and have fun together. But at the same time, when the whole management team leaves, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, oh, who's going to run it? You know? So so tell me how many grandkids you have then? 19. So, and they're probably all very close here then because. We ha I have one daughter and her husband, that an investor in Costa Vida. They live in St. George, which is pretty nice oh, to be able to go visit. Not them. a bad place to go visit. Right. So, but the rest are all here. The rest are all here. Oh, that's fantastic. But you know, Tommy, I, speaking of family run business, I've never seen this guy light up as much. He gets to work with Tom Sr., his dad. Uh, and, and I think that's a blessing. I think oh, it's yeah. a blessing for both of you guys. To be able to work with not just your your sons and your daughters, but your you know for you your well, your well some some of it's time right. So if you if you just look at the time <clears throat> we've all been given on this earth, mm -hmm. right, and and you take the amount of time we spend in careers working, and then the, the time that we allocate for our family, the blessing is looking back at the time you've spent with your kids, right, right, teaching mm -hmm. them life's lessons, teaching them work ethic teaching them how to be successful, how to treat people, what's important in life, balance. Think of all the things they learn from you because they're with you every day, yeah. right? That's a, that's a huge blessing. One of my it, dearest friends is uh, Mark Peterson with, with uh, you know, Peterson mm -hmm. Auto. And I've, and I've watched, you know, his father just passed away last mm -hmm. month. Uh, but he worked with him his whole life and now he's got his boys working with him. And I think it's just a huge blessing. Comes with his challenges, I'm sure, but on the whole. The blessings way the out. Blessings way, the blessings that way, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, then, then I got my son who wants to be a veterinarian. Well, you got to buy a vet? You're going to have to buy a veterinarian company, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love it. I love it. He just is his own passion going mm -hmm. after it. But, uh, and then uh, I, my daughters are like, well, why does it have to be your son, right? Mm -hmm. You got daughters coming working for you, right? Exactly. Anyway, it's a, it's a great blessing. What are the other, what are the other, if you, if you were to give advice uh, on your business life, which is you've learned a lot. What, what advice would you give young entrepreneurs or business people out there? What, what's the, I, I have the first piece of advice that I, I hear this often when people are about to retire, mm -hmm. is that I'm going to retire and open a little restaurant. Don't, 
do that. I love that. That should be the for everyone out there listening. Don't never do never that. open a restaurant, right? right? You're gonna work harder than you've ever worked, and you're probably gonna, you're gonna lose, lose your money. money. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's just a little restaurant. Yeah, right. Right. You know, I, I've got a really good friend right now who <laughs> we 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 tried one for a while. It's the hardest thing I've ever. You done. guys did? Oh yeah, we did it for three years, no. and it's it's just it's just I don't know. I don't know how you do it. Well, I know how you do it. Let Danny stick to it. Yeah. I mean, it, you, you got to be disciplined. You got to have the right team. You got to, you got to be, you're an owner operator, right? Right. Or it just doesn't work. But anyway, I had a good friend who called me last week. He says, Hey, I'm thinking of starting a restaurant. I said, listen, <laughs> if you don't listen to one other thing I ever tell you, listen now. No. no. Here's your new suggestion. Call Denny. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Go to lunch with him. It comes yeah. to me. Too. Okay. So that's number one. That, but what else? That's number one. Um, there's, there's no substitute for learning a business and hard work. And yeah. so, mm. so many kids today coming out of college or coming out of whatever are, are like, they want instant success. Yeah. Instant success. It, yeah. It's overnight success in 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Because it takes work and perseverance to learn the skills, mm. to put them into practice, to become successful. and and just like money, it it, it grows mm-hmm. over time as you're investing your time and your knowledge and your effort. Mm. Yeah. Well, and what the I micro- love what you just said. Did you hear that? Well, I, I, I think because people will, will the the concept for younger folks of hey, if you invest your money over time, it will grow. What you just said, I love is if you invest your time, time. your talent, your ability, it will also grow and pay bet- dividends. But oftentimes, it's ten. 20 years down the road, right? Well, what, a great, we got, what a great lesson. We've got the microwavable world. I was just going to say, I love that because right now everybody's used to turning the, 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 turn it to 30 seconds and poof, out comes a full <laughs> meal. Well, they think business works the same way. Like, I'm just going to turn it to 30 seconds. I'm going to tell yeah. you my idea. And now I just want it to happen. Like, no, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. it, it, overnight does happen overnight after 20 years. <laughs> and then you wake up, you know, 21 years later and you went, wow, it just happened. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. That's I, great. I think it's, I think they miss that. What would be the the next advice you'd give, if any? Um, the next one would be if you go into business or when you go into business, mm-hmm. you you got to surround yourself with great mm-hmm. people. Oh, if you don't, if <clears throat> your your success will live and die by the people you surround yourself with. Yeah. Right. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'll tell people, it, without a network, you got no net worth, and if you don't partner, even in uh, you know, relationships, relationships are your riches. So if I don't align with your business philosophies, I better not go into business with you just because you're making a ton of money or not making a ton of money. The money has to be the byproduct of my alignment. It has to be the values looking at renting a building from Tommy. Tommy's a great friend of mine. I had to look at his business values of, of renting a building from him. I'm like, well, hold on. Let me make sure those permission based values are transcending past the friendship. Because I don't got to deal with him every day. I got to deal with the leasing guy every day. Oh, what? And that's the definition of success. If you're being represented while you're here and your workers are acting like you, mm. then you're positively successful. You're being represented because when I speak with your, the people that are leasing, they represent your permission-based values. Not the values written on the wall, but the values that you guys have given permission to lead with. And, yeah. and I think that's important. It's great. It's yeah. fantastic. Well, hey, this has been awesome. Uh, 
Any other questions before we wrap this up? Yeah, why didn't you bring any food for us? <laughs> <laughs> well, to, I, I coached the Eagle High School Ultimate Frisbee team. No way. This, yeah. Right. Because I have time that I can sure. get because I don't travel anymore. <laughs> and I left the game to run over here and uh, oh, I didn't even man. have time to run through the drive through because I, you know, even 12 hours. <laughs> you know, we're all be heading on the way home. <laughs> yes. so my, my wife's down with our grandbaby in, uh, in Gilbert, Arizona. So I've got the two teenagers at home. And so I'm sure my next stop. Oh, yeah, yeah, on the so, way home. Hey, Perfect. Danny, it was great. It was great having you. Oh, thank, thank you, you very for, much. Thank you for what you're doing. And it's, it's me. wonderful. What I love about these podcasts, it's, it's just incredible to hear stories. Yeah. And especially someone like you who's learned so much. And has given back so much throughout your career to others and to your business and to the community to come in here and 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 share that wisdom. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very Danny, much. Danny, we sure do appreciate you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Everybody listening, that's another episode of Inspire Excellence Idaho with Denny. If you want to stay around for after-hour questions, please stay around. You've been listening to the Inspire Excellence podcast. We invite you to find something that inspires you this week. Join us again for our next episode. Danny, now we're just going to shoot the crap for a little bit. <laughs> Thank so, you. Yeah, oh, thank that, you. Was, that was Very fun. Much. How long have you had close to be to 12 years, you said? Um, 10 years for us. So that one's been open two years after. Yeah. Yeah. And as far as the company culture, I heard you talk on air that you instill it. But does that come from the corporate down or is that everyone's franchise's decision on how they want to instill corporate? Well, cor they have a set of values. Certainly right. they have a mission statement and their mission statement is we, we serve amazing Mexican-inspired fresh food that offers a quick escape to the coast. Well, that, yeah, that, that's great, right? But, but how do I, how do I speak the language of, yeah. of a teenager? Yeah, to say, okay, what your job is, regardless of whether you know, if your job is just putting lettuce and pico on the plate, no, that ain't it. Your job, love it, is to make sure each and every every guest has an amazing experience. So even though that's what you're doing, mm. you're putting mm. it on the plate, you're looking them in the eye, you're smiling and say, that is a cool looking yeah. shirt. No, <laughs> yeah. I don't know where you got that thing, but gosh, <laughs> you know, I want one of those. Exactly. Right? And that's then awesome. the person walks away going, hmm. all right, yeah. I feel cool. It's those little intangibles that it sounds like you teach. And I, I love those. I, I think those are fantastic. Last question. How, how do we help you? What can we do to promote you? What can we do to get you out there? What do you want to be involved in our, commitment for uh inspire excellence is helping helping those other innovators what can we do so one of the best ways that we um help the community and 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 i don't know how to truly get the word out but like anytime there's a fundraiser out there or a school trying to raise something there's an auction going yeah. on we want to donate to the auction so mm -hmm. that they can auction like that's a awesome. 20 person taco yeah. bar that's or awesome. something mm -hmm. that they can you know it does two things. It supports the organization. It gets our food mm -hmm. in people's mouths. Um, and it's, it's, and it's that makes you part of the community, yeah. right. which to your point on your competition, the hedge fund is not going to be part of this community. You are, yeah. your family is, you're, you're invested in the schools and the people in this community. And I love that. And we, we love being part of the schools. We do that all the time with the schools. Any, any, I mean, how many <laughs> different organizations or clubs are there in a school? That yeah. Need money. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we just, strive to be part of that and i don't personally i don't like to write a check to them right because to me that's like a kid comes and say hey can you support me in my hand cheer and yeah and well i need you know mm -hmm. 
200 bucks. Like, okay, what, what can you do? Yeah. To help me get my name out. Am I happy to support you? So if they're having an auction, we're involved. Teens for trade. Uh, I'm, but I'm totally spit. Teens for, uh, teens for trade, teen to trade, but boys club and girls club of America is yeah. doing that auction, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, that's what I was thinking. We're doing yeah. that auction. We started a, <laughs> we started a new, uh, a new nonprofit. One of our passions together is there's just a lot of teenagers. Um, I think all the time, but especially in this world where they're competing with so much other stuff of really connecting them with line of sight from where they are as a teenager mm -hmm. to a career. Mm -hmm. And I think the trades are, at least we see it, it's probably because of our business, but we just see this huge gap where there is line of sight to trades where they can make a really good family wage and, and have a great life. And they're just not even exposed to it right now. So we're working with the Boys and Girls Club to create a program called Teens to Trades. And we're trying to get all of all of the kids in the Boys and Girls Club to have that line of sight to trades right here in our community. And it's been it's been fun so far. We can have That's him cool. donate if you're will. Have him donate like food. He, he, you mentioned an example. So we're doing the triple T. We're doing Tammy, Troy, and Tommy. Yeah. Have him. We'll do the lunch at uh, at Costa Vida. Um, yeah. So we're donating a lunch to whoever uh, with Mayor Tammy. They're auctioning Tommy. off a lunch uh, yeah. with Mayor Tammy and. Because Mayor Tammy's going to chair our board, and mm -hmm. Troy and myself, so that we could do it at Coast Vida. And I want that would be a great yeah. experience yeah. because one of the things I'm thinking about, as you were just talking, he, he's so big on creating an experience. It, it, when when someone bids on that auction, and we have that experience at Costa Vida, yeah. that's a positive impact and experience. Well, the other thing is, I, I think it's great you telling your story about your family being here, why you're mm -hmm. here. I, I think the other thing that's a lot like that. thing to take away from this for me, and, and I didn't know this, I knew you were the KFC guy, but it's nice to learn what you learned from that, which is, hey, I don't want 80 stores all sure. over the country. I want to focus on my community and you get your family here. I think that's a powerful message that you're local, right? Yeah. That's that's huge deal. Being part of the community. It's yeah. what, yeah, and part of my family now. Yeah, yeah. it is. That's great. It is. Can we do another interview with you one day? Sure. <laughs>